Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name is Cooper. Welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This episode's a really nice one. It's a chance to sit down with uh, Chris Furlong, um, Exhumation and Maru, and uh, a really great vocalist. And kind of, we delve into kind of uh, the metal uh, vocals as a whole, and we look at black and death metal and stuff. And we talk about that, and it's kind of an interesting one as well to kind of almost introduce you to kind of that sort of side of metal, like, you know, sort of death and, and grind and that type of thing can sometimes be quite tough to get into. And the reason we got onto that is because I watched him in his band, Haru, and we, we it was kind of re- re-energised my my love and interest in death metal and went back and listened to yeah, everything from sort of Bathory, uh, Behemoth and Cannibal Corpse and everything. And, and, and there's some great stuff out there. Um. So that's the, that's what this chat's going to be be about there. Just to do some uh, little spots of information here as well. I will be the uh, compare for Metal to the Masses Merseyside this year. Uh, very grateful to be asked back for that. That takes place on the tenth of April, twenty fourth of April, the fifteenth of May, and the twenty ninth of May, respectively. Um. So, if you want to, if you're abandoned in and around Northwestern Merseyside, please uh, go to uh, mt two tm. It's uh, merseyside.co.uk and you can register eventually this will be all up on facebook as well you can register and kind of uh, get involved with that as i've talked up the the battle for bloodstock endlessly uh, i'll I'll be covering it the same way i did last year it's hugely interesting to see some new metal that's coming through and some new music that's coming through as well i think it's a great opportunity for a young band if you think of yourself should i or shouldn't i you fucking should just just do it just don't matter if you haven't got an album out yet don't matter if you've only got fucking enough to play 20 minute sets whatever you just fucking just apply trust me it'd be worth worth your while obviously you can check out the spoken metal show on facebook twitter spotify soundcloud and itunes as well whichever one you prefer and as always please leave messages and stuff feel free to message the show as well uh you know like and share and, and put, put it out there and kind of suggest it to other people who you think well you know i think they probably quite enjoy listening to this show might find it funny might find god forbid might find it informative um so whatever it is it's a great way of getting it out there i've had some really nice messages back from everybody saying how much they've enjoyed the show the stuff we've covered and some suggestions i'm gonna i'm going to cover it as well which is really cool so let's get right into it this is me sitting down with uh, chris fairlong so i'm joined by chris fairlong so uh some of you will not know who he is but those of you familiar with the metal scene certainly in the northwest will be used to seeing him or rather hearing him because and i don't want to listen i don't want to fucking blow smoke up his arse but he's probably one of the most unique voices that i've heard in in some time he's the uh when i first kind of came in contact with him was uh exhumation and maru in the metal to the masses and it was always going to be a chance to try and sit down. We're obviously doing bits and pieces, but we finally get to sit down. He's fresh from Berlin Death Fest. And when I say fresh, I don't mean fresh at all. I mean fucking knackered from a ton of travelling. But, Chris, nice to have you on the show, mate. It's nice to finally sit down and talk a bit of metal with you, like, yeah, you know? it's been a while. I mean, we've been sitting it for a while. Yeah, well, I want to wait. I really want to wait till after the Metal to the Masses in case someone said, oh... You've got favourites. And now I can say, I do have favourites. You, you were favourites. And you went to win it. So that's okay. I was right. Yeah. I, I picked the right favourites. But that was the case kind of time uh, I saw Maru and really kind of blown away by what you were doing there. And I'll get into that and kind of what the, the sort of thought process and where you, you want that sort of project to go. But you're in like fucking every band that's ever existed that's heavy in the Northwest, as far <laughs> as I can see. You like to be in a lot of bands, right? You like to kind of get out there you know well yes yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like a a passion i don't really yeah. care about 
the money or whatnot. I just like performing. Yeah. Almost like a, I don't know, say a death metal, black metal version of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So we, if, if we go like, I always tend to go back to the beginning and try and go back to when you first heard the music that kind of shaped you. Was it originally when you first heard music, was it metal and extreme music or was it something totally different? Was your access point, if you will? Um, well, I don't know. I suppose it started when I was about maybe 13, 14. It was like, you know, mum's friends who used to look after us were like into the music of the time. So it was like Corn, Slipknot and right. blah, blah, blah. And then went on the internet met people on the internet and they were like, oh, check this out, check that out. And then yeah. I think at about 15, 16, some fella that I used to talk to got me and sent me some really early mayhem and really okay. early bearsum. Right, so we moved up fairly quickly to extreme. So, I mean, a yeah. lot of people would say, a lot of people would say that Slipknot is, is extreme and certainly... The first sort of album was when it first came out was 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 very extreme. Still is, you yeah. know, still is. And Corn, as as well before, somewhat would argue that they maybe kind of like distilled the sound somewhat. You know, some would some would argue that bringing in new things. But you went to like sort sort of mayhem. Yeah. From there, there was no okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So, w- w- how did you discover that? Then was it just people going, "You need to check this out"? Yeah, was it was it... basically just people saying, "Oh, check this out." Or yeah, when you used to go to. Then um, there used to be a place called Stairways, and they used to have oh, yeah. under eighteen nights. Yeah, and um, the DJs, especially um, DJ Gav, who's big into his black metal, would just throw random black metal on, yeah, and then yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, that was cool. What is it?" And then he'd pass me a CD, and it'd be right. like, oh, cool. Go ahead. Yeah, because that doesn't. I don't know if that necessarily happens anymore now. Does it? People trying to discover stuff through Spotify and all that type of thing, and I think you know. Something like like mayhem, you know, Bathory and stuff. Might 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 have not got through no. and that type of thing. It wouldn't appear in someone's playlist. You know, it's not, not something. Not to... ordinarily, no. It's yeah. A, it's acquired. We mate used to um say that it just sounded like somebody being beaten to death with a hammer. <laughs> uh, you know, so. But yeah. did you was it immediately light bulb or was it like okay I I like things about this but it's because one of the things that gets leveled at at death and and black metal is that it's incredibly inaccessible and that it's like it, it's so um it's so aggressive and so you know uh, jarring that it's it's difficult to find a route in you know so who do you start with and who can you did you find that initially or was it did you find like a light bulb went off and you're like, um, I like i don't know why but i like this i don't know it's, it's weird it's like i listened to the first mayhem song i listened to was uh freezing moon okay yeah and yeah. then the first bears on track i listened to was war right and I didn't particularly like war because I didn't get right what what it was about. Well, I mean, I knew it was you know yeah, the, the, but I didn't get it because mm. it sounded very to me. Recording always sound like was supposed to sound you know. Oh, I've spent a load of money on it, and I didn't get the fact that with bands like Bearsum, it was meant to sound. It's meant to be it's that meant way. To sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you know, Bearsum's whole approach was that you know, f- from a live show, from everything, it was meant to be kind of meant to be aggressively created, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That was the whole the whole purpose of it, it made by force, if you will. So did you, did, did you suddenly then go, okay, I'm going to have to sit with this to get into it? Yeah, it was one of them I had to listen to, and then a few times. And then I found bands like Dark Throne and Emperor, yeah. who come a little bit easier because, you know, 
It was slightly more accessible. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, yeah it was as well with when you're watching like the Mayhem videos, especially the earlier ones, yeah. where the, they've got like the animal heads and the lead singer's cutting himself. And stuff. Yeah, it's the self-mutilation stuff. It's, it's, it's tough to, to watch. It's, yeah. it's tough to watch now. You yeah. know, it, 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 we've had Manson doing that type of stuff on a, on a big stage, but even then, it's, it's still tough, tough to watch because the I think the whole approach would say, certainly death is the... It, it it's meant to be that it's meant to be, um, it, it it's meant to elicit a reaction. Some music is pro- produced to be enjoyable. Some music is produced to be interesting, involving. The the chief of 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 death and black is meant to be challenging. It's meant to be evocative. Yep. So, do you, when when people like, see, I first heard kind of like I I probably came in at sort of emperor. Yeah. For me, it was probably the first sort of thing because I heard that mainly because larger bands were talking about them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, you know, Metallica would have would have talked about these type of bands and stuff like that, and and I was like, who 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 are these guys and stuff? And Slayer would talk about them as being like, well, we're extreme, but these guys are, you know, this is a whole other other world. And did you just fall into that then when you kind of cracked the code of it? Did you? Because I find that when I there's a particular artist or genres I like. I just I just sort of hoover up everything. I just... Yeah, that's very much the case. I mean, I had a group of friends and it was... I'd be at home and I'd find something and then I'd phone them up. Yeah. Before, like, YouTube really become popular. And yeah. It was like, oh, look what I found. It's some really, like, if we go on a trip somewhere, like, with school, like, we went to Germany one time. Yeah. And I just bought a load of CDs. Some of them I've not even heard of. I just liked yeah. The fact that they were black metal, and then I'd go to my mates to check that out, mm. and then they'd find some other stuff. I found like 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 sleep. I found um in when I was in one of like a German market, and they had like all this, and I just I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool, and then listen, I was like, yeah, this is amazing, you know. And I kind of, I don't, I think, what I'm saying is that well, I think we've lost the discovery of some of that stuff, and yeah. I wonder how much stuff is not getting discovered because of that. Like that, someone is is now. I think we've maybe desensitized. So when we listen to music now. It's if we don't get it straight away, it's like well, that's it's not very good, and it's like well, that's 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 a really ignorant way of approaching it's, a music, like you know, I don't understand sad, yeah. Stravinsky, uh, Rites of Spring or Miles Davis, Bitches Brew, but I know it's fucking good. I've yeah. just got to kind of open th- it up. I like. think some people study the music too much now, as mm. in they have this perception. So like with a black metal band, um, they'll they'll have this perception of. Oh, you worship Satan. Yeah. You will do this and you will do that and then Which is largely that, ridiculous when you start listening to, you know, the this sort of the, the Well you had a mortal right there, a black metal band, but they sung about their kingdom of Blashworth, you know yeah. what I mean? And then well completely different to like Mayhem who did sing probably more on that side yeah. of the fence. It's Well it's the whole you know, the the whole sort of uh, anarchy thing and like you know the the burning of churches the loads of chaos whole thing all, all that type of thing that is a very small part of that entire yeah. genre well it's, it's it's a very small part of but unfortunately it's the headline grabbing part mm-hmm. um, you know and the same for corpse paints and things like that there's there's very it's very kind of grey uh, different areas of that and it means different things you know it's it, 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 what it what it means certainly to the musicians like you know in the same way, like Behemoth is a is a different setup to 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 Bathory and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a different thing. So, when you kind of started listening, to, were you were you did you play an instrument at all at this point? No. Were you um, ju- were you singing along? I'm, I, what I kind of wanted to understand is how you got to 
to be in, to, to know that you could sing this type of stuff? Well, um, I used to listen to it in my bedroom, didn't really sing along. I wanted to be in a band, bought a guitar, that failed. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just couldn't be bothered. Right. I, I bought one and I had all intentions, but then didn't. And then I got to maybe about 17 and I had a couple of mates that played guitar and stuff. And then they were like, oh, come down and... Like, they were in a band and jam. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't play an instrument. And they were like, well, try and sing. So then they were turned up and the first one was, like, people doing, like, Metallica covers. Okay. So I tried to do, like, you know, the Metallica vocals and that right. failed. And then it wasn't really until I got to college. Okay. Um, some lads I was talking to and they were like, oh, let's go and start a band. Mm-hmm. And then I literally just turned up one day and picked up my phone and started doing what I thought was growling back then. Right. Basically, so with no coaching or anything, just yeah. thought it'd be fun to give it a go and then it's kind of just stuck. <laughs> I love how you make it sound like you just kind of fell down the stairs and landed on your feet because anybody that have seen Maru will, will know that you can straddle many sorts of parts of that style. Like the growling uh, and, and the aggressive sort of part of that, the, that's one thing and there's obviously there's a skill to that but then you've also got the screaming side of it as well and, yeah. and being able to do both of those is very impressive to me and there must have been you know when you when you sat there trying to do this stuff did, were you trying to emulate a particular person or emulate a particular song or even a style that you'd heard within a song or did you just kind of find that this is what worked so I'm just going to kind of do that it just felt natural well when I was younger I wanted to sound a bit like George Fisher, okay. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the growling. That was the growling. Yeah. Bit. And then, like, the pig squeals, which I don't really do in yeah. Maru, they got there. That's all, like, you're, 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 like, despised icon kind of. Right. Death Corey kind of bands. And yeah. And then, I was always, I could always do, like, I found the higher end stuff. Right. Like, the more black metal kind of stuff by accident. Okay. Um, And then, I just kind of started throwing the two together. Because yeah. we uh, there, there is a, a definite sort of group of, of vocalists who can only do that and only do the other thing and, mm-hmm. and really meet me. That's why you get them with dual singers. That's why that, that kind of happens there. So you were listening to like Cannibal Corpse and stuff. So you've got like, you know, and that's really, that's, that's like, that'll scare most people off. Yeah. That's because it's, it's deliberately aggressive, deliberately horror, deliberately gore, you know, um, and the, to get the balance of that, did you did you were you still listening to other forms of metal as well then? So were you listening to what people would consider like the normal metal, so like Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer and those type of bands, or was it you were just like that? It just didn't cut it after you'd seen you know after you had Cannibal Corpse and and and, and that type of thing. Was it was it difficult to listen to the two at the same? I'd I've never really listened to Metallica. Right. I'm not a massive. Yeah, because that's what's considered almost corporate side of metal. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, more access- the most accessible form of metal, if you yeah. will. Like um, I'd go from listening to maybe like Cannibal Corpse to like, you know, the Gothenburgs. Um, right, yeah. Melodic death metal, so you're like, yeah. oh, Tranquility and Flames. Yeah. I'd go to that. Never really listen to... I'll listen to Megadeth a bit, never really listen to Metallica, never right. really listen to Iron Maiden... Um, just didn't 
do it for me. Yeah, that's one of the things I find really, really weird is when um, people say, oh, you know, what do you like? New York, or you listen to metal. They assume that every single facet of metal you like, and there's billions of different sorts of permutations. Yeah. You just assume, oh, so you like Megadeth, you like Metallica? No, because that's over there. It's like, it, 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 it seems to be, I think it's probably because it's like very sort of genre based, isn't it? It's like, oh, do you like metal? What elements of the, do, do you like? And already people are looking to put you in these boxes yeah. and kind of already go, okay, we go, you must like this and you must like that and you must like whatever. What I think are the most interesting thing for me with Black and Death uh, and, and uh, all that type of grind and stuff is that it doesn't seem to be caught up in any of that. It seems to be it's doing its own thing, you know. I think like as much as the ex- uh, exhumation, it kind of you can see where the roots have come from. It's very much just trying to be its own thing. Yeah. Um. So when you, tr- when you were sort of, did you start writing then at this point, or were you just kind of singing to what you thought would work with what the guys you were with? Were, were in doing? my, the first band I was in. Um. What was the f- I'm obsessed with first band name. My first band name was, was called Axis Sorrow. That's all right, that. Um. That's and- okay, that. We we did okay. We were basically just a bunch of kids mm. that supported some big bands. Yeah. Um, like we supported Napalm Death and. I was gonna say yes. Yeah, Napalm Death's like one of those. They're probably if I had to suggest an access point for someone, I'd suggest Napalm Death. Yeah. Because it seems to be, you know, Barney stuff. Where he's been doing it since time began. Um, you know, it it is accessible. Yeah. It is accessible, and you know, they 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 sing. You know all that type of thing, scum and, and that type of thing. It, it, I think that's definitely accessible. Napalm, like I think that's so I understand why you would support them, like yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. So I think that was like the biggest gig I played right then, which was massive, obviously because yeah. it was Napalm there. Yeah. Um, I think we played two covers once just to see if we could play together, and then just started writing. Yeah. You know, it was the usual teenage. Yeah, yeah. Crap of, <laughs> oh, yeah. let's let's make it sound edgy and cool. Yeah, yeah. And then that went on for a couple of years and then we all just went off and did our own yeah. separate things. The original guitarist of that band's got his own he's in a one man black metal band at the minute up in Scotland. Right. Um who were like spot on, like really, yeah. really good. Um I'll I'll plug it anyway, but his um album's called um Church of Euthanasia. Wow. And okay. It's like him on his own. Yeah. And it's superb. Yeah. Like really good. Um. And then yeah, and then I I didn't do music for the like a little while after that, and then I joined a another band. Why the break? Why 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 did you leave it? Because it's normally when you're young, there's a lot of momentum, so you're just like, okay, let's try the next thing. Well, we were getting quite a bit of hype in that, and then mm. I don't know. I think one of the guitarists just wanted to take it a bit easier and just play like covers right. in cover bands and then the other guitarist was wanted to stop playing music I think he just wanted to that was that way oh he wanted to train to be a wrestler that was okay um, and then <laughs> just because we were all like that leaving college age and then jobs yeah and then I didn't do music for a little bit then because I couldn't find a band right and then started Joined another band with a guy called um, Coronac for a bit. That lasted for a couple of years. And then we kind of disbanded that, but uh, three of the members went on to then create Exhumation. Right. 
and then that's where exclamation was basically yeah. born from. I love the this wonderful incestuous relationship with with a lot of the uh, the 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 death and the metal bands out there where the kind of bands cross over and stuff. I love that like until they kind of it works. It's very free and it seems to be like I mean I've been to plenty of shows where I'm like hold on, that was the same guitarist as in the band that just opened. And yeah. hold on, that was the same bassist. He's now playing the drums. Yeah, the, yeah. And, and I love that kind of, it's just like, listen, whatever it takes to get it done is what we're ever going to take to get it done. Like, I love that mentality. You don't find that in an awful lot of other genres, as far as I can see anyway, you know. No, um, I don't think it's common in others. I mean, with metal, especially in Liverpool, with it being, I suppose, such a, like, insular place. Yeah. If you want a job doing, you get somebody normally from yeah, that circle, yeah, so yeah. it is usually the same. Yeah. Like, that's why Stay Exclamations guitarists and, like, all the other bands. Yeah. Like, from, like, all the death metal bands from Liverpool, pretty much, and then Carl plays in the two, and then I play in the two. Yeah. So... I, I, I just love the fact that it's like anything to get to get it over the line, anything to get this, this music out there, it's like it has to be done. So, I mean... Is there is there a, a a death and a, a black and a, is is there a scene in Liverpool? This is our local scene. I believe there is. I, there I, I, is I don't to know a certain it's... degree. I'd say you like not so much death metal because there's only about like three bands mm. like that are death metal, death metal. They're like in yeah. people's faces in Liverpool, and then black metal probably. Not as much again. Yeah. I mean, if if somebody puts a show on, people will go. Mm. But there's not that many bands. It's more you're like your thrash metal and your right. You're like heavy metal. I'm not taking it away from them because obviously they just seem to be more of. Yeah. It's just more of. Maybe it's because as we've spoke about before, it's more accessible. Yeah, yeah. It's. Know. I mean, in in this day and age, when it's like you put a show on, and, and it's a case of getting as many bands as you can on the bill to cover as many bases, it can sometimes be difficult to go. Okay, let's do a show purely focused on this, purely focused on on whatever it may be, because immediately you've you've cut off most of the audience by doing something niche. You know, well, it's like when Maru played their first round. Yeah. Um, and we were playing with some really, really. Mm really good bands some of them I'd played with before and like their crowd will the likelihood of their crowd getting what we were trying to do mm. being a completely polar oh, opposite completely. to everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think it's one of them if you if the if the crowd are up for it they'll stay and yeah, because that chance. was really that was when I first because I'd heard some stuff a little, little bits and pieces but never seen you live and I remember we had a conversation where you were like, can we do something with the lights? Can we do something? And I was like, you know, that's fine. You know, whatever we can do to accommodate. We, but I think, I, th- I can't remember what, what audio. Were you the third or the second band I on that the first? Third band I think on. it was the third band on. And the play, well, I mean, all the bands that were on that night were total, totally different. Totally different. There was no one band the same in a good way, which is good. Um, this is the metal to the masses, the 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 bloodstock uh, sort of thing, and this is in the first first round, and you we we brought all the house lights down. You, one of the things about the Mario does that's, that's that's very cool is there's no all that kind of usual bollocks is is removed. Like so, all the kind of hello, how you doing? You know, we are so and so. This is our Facebook page. All that's fucked 
gone. That's it. It's, it's purely as a, as a performance piece. And there was a one that we... So I watched the set and I was watching it with Andy and I'll speak for Andy on this one. We, we were both like, this is, this is very special. And at the end, there was that wonderful pause when no one knew what the fuck to do and everybody started applauding. Now, I saw people who, who would never ever see, probably never ever seen that type of music presented to them before and had watched because fuck it, they're there all, all day, they might as well. And I genuinely believe, well, you converted me, but not that I needed much, but there was people in the audience who, who had been, maybe had a preconceived idea of what that was. When you presented your idea, they were like, oh, okay, I understand this is, there's a bit more art and a bit more weight to this because that's the thing that I wanted to get across is that sometimes, certainly metal, certainly death and, and black metal and, and all that type of thing is sometimes played as being unintelligent it's played as being that there's no weight to it there's no depth to it it's just screaming it's mm-hmm. just this it's like any like any music if you don't understand it it's just insert your own verb there and and i think it was really interesting to see people go oh okay it's soundscapes it's it's something a little bit more interesting and i think that's probably why metal to the masses is so important is because it gets people out and of their comfort zone to see that who maybe wouldn't have seen your your yeah, your yeah. type of music before but you, you i mean we'll talk about exhibition in a second but with maru the the, the point is um there's a very carefully thought out position of what you want it to be isn't it yeah very much it's very know. considered andy it's very considered about the concept of it and certainly about the presentation of what you're doing now you're not a uh, uh, you're very it's a static singer. Uh, you don't you know, do do me wrong. Was there a was there a part of you when you were singing where you were like, I want to be this type of singer? Or did you were these moves natural? Um, you know, you standing just with the mic. Did you ever feel the need to wrap your cord around its wrist and start fucking running around like an I, idiot? I, I did at the first gig we played. I did yeah. Yes. Yeah. With the other band I'm in. Yeah. But we'll get to that one in a minute. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It it felt right that every like. I think the idea with that me and Andy had spoke about was to basically flatten an atmosphere, right? To basically take it and just hit people that hard with the lack of light and sometimes we take the the smells with us and stuff like that, like the incense. Yeah. And to just hit people with like the emotion so to speak that yeah. w- they wouldn't need to focus on us they, w- they could stand with their backs to us with their eyes closed what not like, it's not about us Yeah, it's about the music that's going on so we were trying to keep it as flat as possible mm. on stage like because there's no we were talking about this before we, 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 came, we came on the show and we were like that there's no room for real applause. There's no thank you very much at the end of a song. You know, some songs go on eight, nine minutes. You know, it's like there's no, there's not nothing at the end where it's like, you know, buy your T-shirt. There's none of that. It's very much like, like you say, very kind of flat. And that sounds like a bad word for it, but it's very kind of like presented without without any kind of fanfare. It's like this this must stand on its own and this must be kind of uh, consumed as so. And... That's that's a very brave thing to do. I need you to know that, Chris. I said this before to you guys. That's a very brave thing to do, to not go the easy, like, play a song and go, thank you very much, expect applause, play some of the tropes, thanks for coming, all those things that would yeah. normally generate an illicit reaction. To remove that and then to go, and, and even remove the lights so it's not about what you fucking look like either. To remove that and then present yourself and go, okay, 
you know, this this is this, and, and at the end of the set, that's when you'll judge it. That's very brave, that. That's very brave. It's the idea that if people are going to buy into it, it doesn't matter. Mm. You, you shouldn't need to say, hello, we are, and goodbye. You shouldn't, it, yeah. that's irrelevant. It's about, yeah. people are paying for a ticket to go to a gig to hear the music. Mm. So, by taking out the talking, you can play more music. Did you uh, you found what what have been I mean you start to play some dates now and string them together with Maru, what, what have you found that the, what the reaction's been has it been the reaction that you think it has have you been surprised has it been different what what has it been from people, because um, we we were watching just before just before we were watching the Bloodstock uh, one and there's the moment after you come off stage and people were like. Well, what the fuck do we do? Are they coming back on? It's what's going on. It was like, do we cheer now? What do we do? What was that like? You, it's they're almost in shock. It's um, that's pretty much the reaction we get every time. Yeah, that's pretty much the reaction that we want. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've had all the gigs we played. We've had positives. Mm. Um, so we're just gonna keep. So let's let let's talk. Let's, we'll, we'll we'll kind of to clo- clo- close up on on Maru for a second. Is the the so. Winning the the metal to the masses and going to Bloodstock, and you'd been there before. You, yeah. it's something you you'd been there before, and you like he was saying that you never thought you might get there again. You know, so I, I watching the footage there. It looks like you, you know, the, everything went well for you. It was pretty much exactly our you know, blueprint style stuff. Like you know, it, it was perfect. Did you did you proper work up a plan for it while you wanted to be because it seems like every facet of it you wanted some control over it, like the lights and stuff like that you really had a vision and it seems like you pulled it off i don't know did you did you feel as you did um we feel that we did um the only thing that we maybe spoke about was the lights mm. um we basically just said keep it as like the other few gigs that we played because what we'd only played what four gigs before bloodstock yeah um and it was a case of let's just do what we've done. Mm. But we asked them to have a particular colour light. Yeah. Just make it feel like particularly cold. Yeah. Like I think there's a definite move to make it sound uncomfortable and, and cold, like you say. You yeah. know, that whole sort of beginning the set where it's like there's that moment of pause or that moment of like where you let it hang before like most bands would come out like with the with the biggest riff and just start firing off and that way you go letting that hang is is a confidence thing you know they probably only comes from you just being in several bands and, and doing it and not working so playing bloodstock what does that do for a band then what what was what what was is the reaction after that then they get you like your bigger opportunities um it's it's just a cool place to be. It's cool to you know get the contacts like Simon and yeah, yeah. so on and so forth. But then because of that, he passes your name on to like a check this band out if you need a black metal band if you need this. Yeah. Check these out, and then from that you're just getting. Yeah. Like, did a, you a did you do many interviews or did Andy do do interviews or? Um, we tried to keep it to a minimum of two of us. Right. I did a few with Andy. And then Max did a couple with Andy. Um, I was meant to do them all, but obviously yeah. fell over and got covered in mud. <laughs> so um, I had to go and sort myself out. <laughs> um, yeah, we just... Did, we did the interviews. The interviews went as well as interviews could go, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
Is it hard that like the because we will talk for God knows how long here, but they're they're like sort of five and ten minute interviews sometimes. Do you find it hard to get across what you want to talk about in the in that time frame? Because they're kind of looking for a sound sound bite, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying to they were trying to get us to um, basically talk about what Maru was. And that's a that's a grandiose concept. You can't cover that in like no, and, and it's not only that we. We didn't want to tell them because we were getting interviewed before the set. Yeah, you so wanted to let... Of, you yeah. need to come and watch us. Yeah. So it was all very... We, we, we tried to stay vague. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the, the most interesting sort of artists to me are the ones that it isn't all laid out. It isn't all like, this is what it's about. This song's about this. This line means this. This means that. When it's all laid out like that and it's almost too easy, I, I, have a, I, I have a disdain for that. I'm not too keen on that. And I think it's much more interesting, like we were talking about, because you were saying that potentially there's the, the album will get recorded next next year and, and he's got a, a ton of sort of work and, 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 and things finished and ready to go for that. Is We were talking about how it's meant to be something that's to kind of poured over and take your time with and to understand, yeah. you know. And that's fucking... That goes in the face of modern music, doesn't it? Now, you know, you, I mean, Christ, like to to kind of listen to new bands now, they're, they're, they're like three songs, and that's that's it. Yeah. That 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 conceptualizes them, and it's like it's you can't be you're more than that. Mm. There's more to say than that. Like you know, someone like Devon Townsend can he be summed up in three songs, a couple of songs? No, he can't. It's massive no. sorts of things you're dealing with. So yeah, so Bloodstock sounded like so. Hopefully, you'll you'll play. You know the. Metal to the Masses is, 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 is now next year and obviously people are applying for that and you'll play one of the headline shows for that one would assume in various cities across the across the country. If you were a... Would, would, I assume you'd still advise people if, they were in a, if they're in a, a metal band to apply for that. Surely yeah, it's, it's something we're both big fans of as a way to make your music accessible to more, to more people. But... Um, yeah, I think that's that, that's that's definitely the message I want to get across. The, the the masses thing is is easily a route. I tried to explain this on the live shows as well. It was a route to getting to being on those touring circuits and playing in Europe and, and that type of yeah. thing. It's it's the route one to do that. Speaking of of Europe, then so with uh, Exhumation, which is your your other band, mm. and so what's what's different with with Exhumation with with Maru? I I, I mean I can immediately see that to, to one is chalk and the other is cheese. It's completely different. Yeah, um, with Exhumation and well Exhumation, we class ourselves as a brutal death metal band. People right. class us as like a a death metal band. We've had some people call us a slam band, which we're not. Okay. Um, and it's so let, before we get into that then because I, I did want to try and like I was saying I don't want to try and kind of make this as a, a prime as well because there'll be people listening to us now who have no interest in that side of the music and if they can take anything it's the you know we we should give them a route map as to who they should be maybe listening to you know mm-hmm. so when you're when we're saying black metal what are we saying are the, the tropes of, of black metal so, aside from Norwegian black metal and we could go down the rabbit hole of, of yeah, the genre of that but when you're a black metal band what's the what's the sort of criteria for that then I, I wouldn't if it even has any nowadays I wouldn't say it particularly had a criteria but yeah. it's more like you know the, vocally you're looking at more perhaps like the shriekier vocal yeah the higher and, end of yeah, that yeah it's, is it it's more subtly brutal to mm. it's like it's like as aggressive but maybe 
And then if we moved into death, what becomes different then with with a death metal band? Um, you see, death metal bands are usually the lower end. It's usually maybe faster. Yeah. And more in your face aggressive. So it's yeah. more like getting hit by a train as opposed to you know. So then the obvious question to ask is then what's the difference with a brutal death metal band? I suppose what brutal, adds in the, in, in, I suppose in, it's just the fact that we we haven't got like one particular element we're, we're not we don't sound like the cannibal corpse right but we don't sound like I think but we don't sound like a a slam band like corpse for example so when when we, and we then we say when we say slam what yeah. do we mean by that slam is basically a, a slower version of death metal yeah because yeah. <laughs> the intention being the intention being is that it, it's it, there's a physicality to it yeah yeah it's all about Physicality, but in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Is everybody following? And this is like, <laughs> people are like, what the fuck is this? These many veins of, 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 of these type of things. So with exhumation, you, you, I mean, I don't want to classify anybody, but it's more along the lines of the, of the brutal death metal type yeah. of thing there. So it's more, it's more maybe a little bit sort of lower end stuff. It's more, it's, it's a little bit more aggressive than, 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 than kind of the black stuff out there. Um, and so, what were the what were your sort of signposts with that band then? Um, so where we where where were you looking? Where were you coming from? You so, is Cannibal Corpse is that type of thing? Is that in there? Um, we all kind of brought different suffocation things. and stuff. Or where definitely suffocation. Okay. Like, um, yeah. We we all kind of brought different things when when exclamation started. That it obviously come from a band mm. that me and the bass player Ryan and at the time who was guitarist Cam, we were all in the last band Coronac and then we didn't like the way that one was going so we just threw a couple of ideas down brought a drummer in and uh, another guitarist who then moved on and we got Carl and Steve yeah, yeah. Um, and then they brought their kind of influence Feel like, to it. certainly Carl did, you, can, you can hear him all over now yeah, like, yeah with Carl Carl brought his death metal influences and Steve's very Slam and brutal death orientated. Where yeah. I'm more, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, but I've always been more black metal and melodic death metal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we all just kind of sat there one day and just thought, let's just throw stuff down. And if it sounds good to us, we'll use it. Isn't that the isn't that the absolute basic of 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 making music? Yeah, it sounds good to us, so that's why we're doing it. Somebody else somewhere will. Yeah, if we like it, fuck, somebody somewhere else yeah. may like it. But the, the point of creation isn't, we'll do this because we think it'll be popular, commercially successful or whatever. It, it was totally from, we did this because we enjoy it. You know, surely all, all the best sort of music that's ever come about is because someone played it because they, they just enjoy doing that, like, you know. Yeah, um, and there's no kind of like, you know, checklist of, of success with it. Like, so... Exhumation, how long have they been a thing then? It's quite a while. About 2015. Okay, you know? so a couple, couple of years. It's been a couple of years, yeah. A couple of years. And now you play, you play quite, I've seen you, like, I think now, about three or four times, I think you've seen it the last time was a, at the Outpost. And so now you're playing all over the country now and, and yeah, certainly yeah. London and stuff. We've been playing all over the country for a little while. I think the first time we played... All over the country was in 2017. Was it like a full tour or kind it, of no, pockets just a, and stuff? It was just a weekender with um, yeah. 
a band from France and a band from Malta. Yeah. Um, we did the Liverpool date then as well. To be fair, we played them in what is now Outpost. Right. Um. And then yeah, it's and then obviously we did our first European show. Sure. Just the weekend just gone. Yeah, because you've been like that. We were talking about London. Did some of the great places to play there, the, the Black Heart stuff, and yeah, and that type of thing. And so you're starting to see outside of the local scene and and see that now and so what's your thoughts on on, on like even just met up with you know, death and and beyond uh, uh, scenes around the country there are uh, there's, there's some there's, great there's fantastic some really pockets like to, particularly wales and stuff as well uh, there's some great stuff coming from from there and it's really encouraging to see that it's scottish we were talking about there's some great scottish yeah. sort of bands coming through as well and certainly you know down south i've found that there's some great there is a proper very healthy scene yeah so it seems to it, be it's getting better again yeah and I mean, it's a scene if you think about it it's a scene with fucking absolutely no no sort of not commercial is the wrong word but kind of uh, more obvious level stuff like it's it, it's not getting documented out there anywhere no. it's not you know it's you know, it's not in the in the pages of music magazines or online. It's 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 almost it is probably underground. Yeah, very you know? much. I mean, and it's still healthy. Very, especially by some of the bands that were playing Bloodstock this year. Yeah, um, yeah. On, on the unsigned stage, like we were in, we guest headlined, one of the heats last year. Yeah. In Brighton, so we had to do the whole marking systems and you yeah. Know, be serious and <laughs> and um, the the bands that played um, were just incredible yeah. um, the band that we picked to win um, we had a chat with them after they played and they were like really nice guys as well yeah um, and then I watched their set of Bloodstock and it was just insane <laughs> it, I'll, I'll, let me level this see what you think let me level this to, to, to you see, see if you think this is accurate the one thing that's probably keeping that scene alive is the very thing that is killing others so the reason that the, that side of metal is, is, is alive is because it is difficult to access and it is barbed and it is aggressive and it's spiked and it's it's hard to get your, your arms around it. But because of that, the people that are into that are totally into that. Yeah. And that's why it will never become super commercial. You'll never find a are you super clear. You'll find aspects of death that will cross over a little bit. Some would argue Slipknot borrow liberally some, yeah. some tiny bits of pieces with blast beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Occasionally drift over a little bit. But generally speaking, they'll never become you know, massively popular, but because of that, means it can stay alive, that it doesn't like, like in various other genres, that people are like, racing to name, and call up versions of them, whatever, metal, uh, they immediately blow up, people get sick to death of them, you know, rap yeah. metal, you know, that's it. people get sick to death of it, very quickly, it gets oversaturized, dies, and then that, end of that cycle, Yeah. but the, the sort of brilliant thing, about aggressive metal, is that, it's never going to, that's never going to happen because it's never going to break that. I don't know how how fair is that. No, it's yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, you know, what I mean, you think uh, probably the highest I think it's ever got is like the band death. You know, and Chuck, the, you know, became like kind of that yeah that player who kind of crossed over a little bit because he was technically really adept, and he was the first kind of guy I think that that crossed over a little bit, like you know, and then you know, maybe like sort of the likes of Nate and Behemoth and stuff like that, and 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 things like that, where there was maybe a particular person. And they yeah. crossed over, and so but every so often they there's a lot, there's someone puts a foot over and it brings it back in. Yeah, it's like the the controversy recently with the behemoth wearing his black metal against Antifa shirt. Yeah, yeah, and I I think he's just done that as a kind of a wait. Oh, I'm getting too, you know, we're getting too popular here. Let's because there is there is yeah. a there is a very much an aversion, and you know certainly like sort of mayhem put this as an aversion to popularity. Yeah. There's sort of a corpse painting stuff was brought to to you know, and only playing at night and type of thing was brought to to niche a fire that's even a word the whole scene is there's almost an aversion to it, um uh, um to the to the to the point of almost elitism almost elitism where yeah, it's like almost, you know yeah. we don't want you like the mayhem didn't want ever want the pictures taken and stuff and, yeah, and things yeah. like that they were against that, and 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 that initially sounds okay that sounds a bit contrived and it sounds a bit like you know. There's an ego there, but it was for the point of view of the, it was to protect it. Yeah, it's music for friends, basically. Isn't yeah, it? it's like you have your little niche friends, and like that you see at every gig. Yeah, and you play music for them. Yeah, it becomes yeah, and that's I think that's the like I say I think that's probably the reason, the 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 that will it will always survive because it's it it's it is it's one of the few music sort of systems out there that is truly underground it, it really is you know and i think that's a positive thing and should be you know so it's hard to say as well it's hard to sit here doing this with you now and go so go and check out your local deck because that's not you know that's always going to happen like you know but i'm sure that there's people out there that will, will still you know take some of these band names that we're talking about and then go out and listen to some of these and that's certainly part of it even if they only take some aspects of it and bring it into their into their music so going out uh, the country then so you recently were at Berlin uh, Death Fest and Europe as we both know is is absolutely rich with oh, some yeah. stuff I mean Scandinavia obviously is going to lead you to the Norwegian stuff it's going to lead you down that route but there's a fantastic uh, scene in Spain and stuff it's absolutely it's very rich at the moment so when you went to to Berlin were you the only kind of British band there or no the, the promoter of book four British bands oh okay so they played over and is it over like the whole weekend? It was a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. So two of the British bands played the Friday and two played on the sure on the Saturday. And now, so is it like a, is it the whole day as a usual festival set up like tents or whatever bands and on each of the days yeah, and stuff? Pretty much. So you you know did you stick around and catch some of these acts then and see the see kind of what was out there? We watched because we didn't get there till late. We we missed quite a lot of the earlier bands on the Friday, but right. didn't really help that. We we pretty much watched everybody on the Saturday. Yeah. yeah in between yeah. sitting at the merch store. Sure. Was it interesting to kind of see, like you know how Greek metal is done and 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 Greek death is done? It's it's massively different to like sort of Italian sort yeah, of stuff. They, and there's a there's a wonderful accent, isn't it, to almost to the to to some of the 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 death like that's out there. You can. Yeah, it's it's fun to see, like especially with death metal bands, like you mentioned with with your Greek, like if you're watching like Rotten Christ, you yeah, can automatically tell, yeah, they're Greek, 
Yeah. I think the only one that maybe breaks the mould is Nile because they're from America and they play Egyptian themed. But yeah, yeah. You, but yeah, no, you can definitely tell, like, and it's it's cool to see, like, a band's twist. Yeah, like, they, almost their accents come through, if you yeah. will. You know, I think that that's really exciting to see that. So, Berlin, we were talking. That's a it was a pain in the arse drive. Oh yeah. You know, and this is like DIY as it fucking comes. You were driving. Yeah, we, you know, we, and we shared the drive. We we hired a driver, and then two of our lads yeah. split it. And this is the, this is the other thing that I want to get across to people, especially bands kind of beginning their sort of journey. Is this is it at the sharp end? If you want to go to, you know, to Berlin, that's you in a car, in like two days worth of traveling. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. With all your shit and all your your merch and everything, and you go and, you know. That's a, like a, a fucking grueling journey. And as we talked about, it didn't fucking go easily like, you know, coming back on the ferry and, no, yeah. and having to pay for stuff like that. And we yeah, were talking yeah. about how current political climates mean that, you know, touring, is, it's hard as it is anyway, but it's only going to get harder as well. You know, do, we were talking about the ridiculousness of borders sometimes and the ridiculousness of a piece of paper to say that you can come into a country is, you know, that maybe in 20 years it's going to be laughable. That you know you're doing it. It it seems like it's the arts ran you know, radically clashing with politics. It's like look, we just want to play in front of a group of people that particularly like this music. Well, exactly. Why is there why is there a wall in the way? Like you know, but then you've talked about going to maybe Canada. Yeah, that seems like there because there's a fantastic scene there. And I mean, like uh, there seems to be a lot of death fests in in the states as well, Texas. Yeah, there's, there's a great one there, isn't there? Maryland. Maryland, yeah, yeah. Vegas have got one. Have they? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yes, um, Steve's been over a few times to play when he was filling in for um, one of the many bands that <laughs> Steve plays in. Yeah. And um, he said the atmosphere over there, like, people just feed off it, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they just love it. Yeah, so that's... then, obviously, bands want to go over. So yeah. Then, you know. It but it's it's so like sort of financially difficult, isn't it, for for a band to to tour it, it especially to play the deepest darkest parts of Europe. And yeah, I mean, get... not even to tour, just to go over and do a one off. Yeah. Show it's so difficult to um, arrange and difficult like financially. Yeah. Yeah. It's and expensive. that's <laughs> and it, and it mean it just means that that get that that, that just means the, the the importance of the actual show itself just gets amplified. You know what I mean? The the, yeah. the forty minutes you have or whatever the hell you have, like you know, just gets amplified. Um. So then, what's the next steps for for exhumation? Then is it is it going to be you you going to record some more now, or are you going to keep hitting the road and do some? Um. We're pulling back from live gigs for a bit. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> um. We're going to do... We've got an EP that we're working on. That's going to come out soon. And then we're going to change things up a bit and start writing the album probably mm. after Christmas. Do you find with with that type of music that you, you're looking to evolve it or, or perfect it, if you know what I mean? Do you, do, you think you, do you sit there and go, OK, let's try and add this element to it? Or do you feel as though you've got the voice and it's a case of just fine-tuning the voice of it? Do you, know, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I don't know. I think we just like to slightly tweak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you want to try and keep the sound that you've got, yeah. but you don't want it to sound like the last 
recording that you had. That's interesting. That's still an evolution though. You're still going, okay, don't want it to be exactly the same as what yeah. we've done. We are, I want to offer up something because that's the other thing that gets leveled against that style of music is that it's not progressive, that it's just the same stuff, you know, repo- repeated cookie grinder yeah. type thing over and over again. Cutting cutter. Um, and the, the reality is that it moves forward. Rotten Christ is a good example when you talk about them. So mm. I listen to their new stuff now compared to like 10 years ago because they've been going like what fucking 20 years yeah. and it's different there is a definite progression you know definitely with the stuff they were doing behemoth as i say as well as the other one yeah. i went back into after seeing some some of their sets massively different the satanist is a you know a completely different piece of work than you know than earlier stuff and mm-hmm. it's well and slowly yeah and, and i think that that's the other thing that, that, that maybe gets shortchanged for that style of music is that it's not seen as progressive yeah it's like oh it's all the same it's the same fucking band you know what i mean it's like that there, there, there can be no progression and i think that's that's something we have to work as well to maybe convince people that that's not the case so if you were if you were creating sort of uh, uh, examples of of bands that people should check out if they do feel that they want to check out this style of music, where's where's the starting point? Because you're gonna scare them off straight away. You know, you yeah. say like Cannibal Corpse, and they pick up an album that says "Ripped Down Trails from a Virgin's Cunt." Yeah. They they're immediately gonna stop listening to that, or maybe be run away. We know we're gonna get that, but if someone genuinely wants to check out what's going on out there, what where should they look for for sort of the the more established bands, and where should they look at for the bands that they maybe haven't even heard of before? Well, um, YouTube's a really good thing to do. Sure. Uh, I, I will sit for hours and wind yeah. my partner up. Because <laughs> I, I, I will click on a band that I know. So, for example, I'll okay. click on, say, like Cannibal Corpse. Right. Because that's who we've been talking about. I'll click on Cannibal Corpse and it'll be like, oh, people that listen to this like this. So then I'll click on that and it'll be a, a band I've never heard of. And then it'll... That's how i found quite a lot of bands. Like, right. um, especially the more atmospheric, atmospheric black metal bands. Like, so you've got like a band called Summoning and a band called Caladian Brood. Now, I'd heard one song by Summoning, so I clicked that and listened to that. And then it was like, oh, you might like, and then end up just down a wormhole of yeah. random... I've talked to a few musicians about this, about like YouTube and, and Spotify as a source of kind of generating new stuff. And I don't know how much that algorithm is controlled, if you know what I mean, that you're yeah. still not getting the full, the full effect. Probably you are getting some of it because you're still hearing bands that you haven't heard before. But I wonder just how much, you know, that that's, that's the only place where people are, are listening to, to new music and find it. It probably is YouTube. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, it's... I suppose it's the it's the outlet du jour. It's the only kind of you know one that people have got, and that's probably a good starting point. But if this, if you were looking for, that's kind of finding new music. If you were looking for kind of genre defining, oh, one of those one of those albums that we need to, that we need to look like. So if I could I could name genre defining jazz albums or genre defining blues albums or whatever. If we were looking at death, what what are we looking at? Um. um your cannibal corpse, yeah, 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 like early, earlier cannibal corpse, right? Although I'm not, I'm more into George than yeah, Chris Barnes, but yeah, that's an opinion thing. So you look at your cannibal corpse albums, so you look at Kill and stuff like that, and then Nile, the first Nile album, the well, the first Nile track I listened to was Sacrifice Unto Sebek, yeah, like that kind of thing. And then when you're black metal, it's easy with your black metal, so you, you go for you know. Your your Bearsum albums, your 
Dark Throne albums with Transylvania yeah. and Hunger on and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayhem, like Death Crush and all them, you know. But if you, uh, if you want to kind of, as well, kind of take some things that are maybe not necessarily that, but certainly were in that world, would you, what would you else would you be looking at? What are they kind of, I'm thinking, they're, they're quite aggressive to listen to now. Is there a way of kind of getting into that? Like, uh, is, is, is there a route or are you, are you just like straight up getting your, 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 into it straight away? I mean, you can. Um, I suppose in a way you could, if you didn't listen to any death metal, you could maybe listen to your like inflamesy kind of. I think yeah, dark, I think flames is a really good way of getting tranquility because yeah. it's not as in your yeah. face angry, and yeah. then go from there. Or with your black metal, you could start with your heavily atmospheric-y style ones first, like voices and akakaki in a certain so, light. Yeah, I think that's probably a really good sort of entry point there. Like so. One of the other things that we definitely need to talk about, which is, always gets brought up with, with some of the things that I talk to some of the listeners with, is the uh, iconography of death metal and, and that type of thing. So the logos of bands is a constant source, a touch point of being that you, your band's name must be unrecognisable. You have all those kind of white lines and stuff and kind of crazy things there and that type of thing. What's your thoughts on, on that? Um, what, do, what do you think? Because well, it kind of started with Mayhem, I suppose. Because yeah. you're thinking the logo of Mayhem is kind of a very clean version of that, is it still kind of... I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, because... Is it another way of making the music, again, about we don't want to be... Yeah, we yeah. don't want to be accessible. The people think it's funny, or people are like, okay, it's a ridiculous thing, you can barely read it. But the point behind it is to go, okay... It needs to be like that. So you have to look for the name of the band. It's not meant to be... Look, logos originally existed to make you easy to find the band on a record so you could buy it. Yeah. That's why it existed. That's why everybody's famous logo for a band from the Rolling Stones to, to, you know, to Judas Priest or whatever had a logo because they helped sell records. They helped create a brand. It was branded before it, before it was new. Yeah. Is the, then the thought process with, with logos for, for death and stuff, is it anti that? I wouldn't say it was anti that. I think, in a way, maybe, you see, because you can. People have said you can't read exclamations, which you probably can't. Which you probably can't, but you can compared to, like crepitations, for yeah. example. Well, cattle decapitation was the first one. I was like, I can read that. Yeah. But not a lot of people could read that. Yeah, it's. it's and I was what, like, okay. I suppose I don't know if you want to know what it says. You work it out. That, that's what I'm saying. It's and if kinda, you want, yeah. It's like when you go to the shop to buy ciggies and they're behind a counter <laughs> and you've got them if, if you want them, you ask them to open it. It's... Yeah. And the, the whole thought process there, if we put some guy with his picture looking really ill in an hospital, you won't buy those cigarettes. It's fucking bullshit. You're just going to buy them anyway. Well, if you want it, you're going to go and get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, That's a fabulous way of looking at that. That's and not fabulous. only that, but I also think with the death metal logos, maybe it is the bands just going, do you know what? Let's just take the piss of it. Yeah, let's, let's just push work. that. Yeah. We're doing it with the music, so let's fucking just push that yeah. as far as we can over over to that. There, it's like, yeah. You'll see some festivals pop up in Manchester, like little one day ones, and it's like called I Can't Read the Logo Fest. Because <laughs> they just call it, yeah. put up for and, it's, and it's just all these bands, and you can't read the logos, and yeah. it's, it's just dead funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, we played with a, there was a band playing um, in Berlin the other day whose name is like an A4 sheet of paper long. <laughs> Man, there's no, and there's no need for it yeah. but we do it because why not 
I genuinely think that the, one of the reasons is that it's like fuck you if you really want to listen to it you really want to know the name of this band yeah. you're going to fucking have to put the work in because yeah. otherwise you'd, you would, you're not for you immediately it's almost like a first gate before you go okay we'll get past that and then we'll, we can start talking about the music get past the music and, into us. and that's interesting it's almost anti-brand anti-kind of like because in this day and age where you know bands are just falling over themselves to get likes and shares and all of the bullshit they're trying to fall over themselves for that this just seems to be one of the styles of music that just is like no we don't want any of that no. you know it doesn't it almost shuns it so where do you where do you stand with them when you see famous people and famous people within the scene and famous people outside the scene wearing like metal t-shirts and stuff and I you get people wearing well the, are you referring to the Kim Kardashian I, I most stuff? definitely refer to that but <laughs> I mean we'll get to that but just before just a couple of steps before but you get like Heffield or Matt from Trivium yeah and he's wearing you know various Norwegian black metal bands and stuff as well that's, that's got to be good right though because that's one of those ones where it's like oh if it's endorsed by Heffield or Heafy at least they're going to get some people listening to them and maybe open the door I yeah. can't that I'm, you see, I'm I, cool I with met, that I met Matt Heafy about 10 or 11 years ago yeah. when, when their what Trivium's second album come out yeah. and he had a Mayhem t-shirt on and we yeah. were talking and he genuinely was like no I'm, he gen- no, he's a genuine I fan. genuinely like the, them and yeah. stuff like that and, most definitely um, I suppose that's cool I mean if your band's getting endorsed by like somebody bigger because still it's not making it overly commercial because still it's like, probably the line in it like before because yeah. then as we say you get someone like Kim Kardashian where is it Purely because it's it's evocative, well, it's an interesting they're, cover. They're doing that as a fashion statement. Yeah, to, yeah. Well, anti-fashion, so to yeah. speak. But but I raise this, I raise this to play devil's advocate fully here because we I talked about it in a couple of other shows uh, when like uh, Justin Bieber was wearing uh, Master of Puppets t-shirts, and it was like, what if? Let's just let's just let's just say this. What if Kim Kardashian's fans, whomever they are, let's as a collective say, let's say one of those fans goes. Who the hell are Mayhem Mayhem? Puts it on YouTube, play, and gets it. And goes, and the light goes on. Yeah. I don't know if we won them, or if we got we converted one of them to one of us. It depends then if it goes, like, massive, I suppose. (laughs) It's like like all the stuff with, because they've just made Lords of Chaos, the film. Yeah. I know a load of the black metal bands... Well, all the older school black metal bands like certain members of Mayhem are not happy about it because it's like what well, you're pushing us into it's, well, it's based on a book yeah and I don't think personally I don't think it does justice to the book no first I've, and foremost I've read the book and it, 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 the it, book. It, I don't think it does it's probably the best job they could have done without it not getting made ultimately not getting yeah. made do I think it really shows kind of what happened uh, with that whole thing it's a very, very, it's a, very it's loose. Version, yeah, it's a very yeah. loose version of that whole thing because we, you know, I suppose we can't talk about the genre without talking about those incidents. You know, yeah. without talking about the church burning and and you know, kill someone who kills themselves and the the other person finds their body and and it's horrible and it's and it's a really but it's there's a fascination to it. Is that that was a kind of a toll. That was a scene within a scene within this like it's almost like an inception of a scene of a small group of acts that were doing stuff that were as as I mean Christ how long were, were mayhem? 
So I thought, well, how many years now are we talking? And the reverberations are still felt. You know, yeah. it's still a, we started talking about that battery and stuff. We talking talking about uh, you know uh, those bands there. How did you? What did you think of that whole sort of part of that, like sort of the 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 history of the scene? Um, which is a big question, I know. Yeah, it's big. Like uh, I don't know. It's were you I, interested in that? Did well, yeah, you look I, I, down that route? I did look down that route just to see. Because it's fascinating. It's horrible, macabre, and, and everything. Yeah. But it's also fascinating to understand the 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 the, the issues and stuff well, that you, those people. If you have. read like interviews that certain members have spoken about, like it mentions in the film and in the book, Euronymous is and Varga like let's burn down this church because yeah. it's built on our heritage, pagan land. And yeah. that's where originally that comes from, and yeah. the murders. So you, the, when Faust stabbed the homosexual guy, and yeah, I don't think it was because he did it particularly because he was gay. I think yeah. he just wanted to know what it was like to. I think he just wanted to knife to to, um, to attack somebody else, irrespective yeah. of their the, 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 their beliefs is. or anything like that, or the the sexual orientation. I think that was 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 not even on his list. No, it was just as a shock. He, yeah. Let's get some press. Yeah, basically. Your honest yeah. is just like a what is fascinating for all the wrong reasons. Like you know, in the same yeah. way that we're kind of interested in serial killers. Yeah, it was know? a big publicity stunt that I think because they were only people seem to forget that they were only like eighteen, nineteen. They were kids. They, they were, were kids. kids, and I think he kind of thought, yeah, let's have a publicity stunt, and then it kind of yeah. snowballed. Or common movements, if you will, yeah. like almost. And you then know? it ended up just becoming. You get those wonderful stories though about him digging, uh, burying clothes, and oh, then dig, digging them up. Yeah, dead, yeah. yeah to, Dead's are probably the biggest sort of most interesting character of them of them all. Maybe because of the his his viewpoints of how how pro, like sort of performance. So for those listening who aren't aware of all this, I would suggest checking this all out because it is fascinating, if not a little bit macabre. Is Dead was the was the lead singer, and he would bury his clothes because he wants to be as close to death as possible yeah. uh, and, and, the, and the vision of death, the smell, the look, everything. He would bury his clothes and then let them, like the ground kind of do the effect that you would if you buried someone and then dig them up and wear them on stage and this would be with, with human sacrifice, enough human animal sacrifice and blood and, and, and self, self-mutilation and stuff. Pushing kind of a performance outside of it. And it was, uh, you know, and that garnered this, like, really sort of hardcore following, you know, and started something that, you know, like we were talking about before, like, like the, the likes of Manson, you can see the drops of blood that led to, to what Man, to what Manson yeah. did, you know what I mean, and kind of messing around with, like, kind of Nazi iconography and stuff and all that type of thing and doing things that are, are reactionary. And I think, like, he was, the, I because I, I'd, I'd watched him, I'd read the book, Lord's Curse, before I saw, saw the movie, long before I saw the movie, and I knew about the the burning of 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 churches and stuff and and Norwegian black metal's history and there's some very fine documentaries on it. There's a wonderful lady who takes some photos of them in corpse paints, but yeah. when they're outside and I thought that was really interesting about the whole. And we could talk about corpse paints and the kind of the, the the whole sort of reasoning behind that as well. But different bands approached it differently. We were using those tropes and and things for different means, shock yeah. value and stuff like that. I mean, how much of that did you kind of look into? Did you, did you, did you, you know, there's that kind of like outlook on it must have formed your stance now, particularly like Maru with how you present yourself. Um, 
I didn't really look into the Cork Spring thing. I just thought that that was a maybe with certain bands making themselves look a little bit more dead. Yeah. Than they actually were, um, or to keep a bit of like anonymousness yeah. going on, like to conceal who they are. Um, the murders and the church burnings. I looked at that a lot. Like obviously, they mentioned that quite a lot in the book. Mm. So I looked into that and always wondered. Was that actually the reason mm. that he did it? Was it with he really like psychotic kind of thing yeah. for a better word, or were he doing it as a publicity stunt, like the yeah. whole um, rumours around when Dad killed himself and Euronymous found him and he apparently had bits of his brain. Yeah, kept hold of uh, bits and of him and wore him as a necklace type of bits and pieces yeah. of his skull and stuff. And he took these photos online, which I don't suggest you do, but there are photos because he took photos. Well, he released it as um, he released it as artwork for yeah. um, Dawn of the Black Arts, the album. Yeah, and, and it's like he, he wrote on the walls, sorry, about the, the mess and stuff. Or was that on a note or no, something? No, his, his suicide note. His suicide note, sorry, sorry. Sorry about the mess, but... Um, that like the the blood um the knives weren't good enough because he cut his wrist and his throat and then shot himself. Yeah, in he the shot head. himself like yeah. And it goes on to say and how he felt that he was not worthy of being on the planet and stuff like that. It was a really grim, very message basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there was a part. There was a part like after that kind of all happened, there was a lull where people would would not wouldn't listen to that music because they were like you know it's. It, it it because of the reasonings behind it and the things that, and I think it's only now well certainly now maybe the last 10, 15 years possibly 10 years where people have opened up a little bit more about yeah. that and gone okay we can look at this now objectively and kind of listen to that now so I can listen to Mayhem and not you know believe some of the things he believed you know I can take it in context yeah you know people always seem to forget that Norway was like had a high suicide rate back then anyway. It's incredibly bleak, and, you know, desolate part of the world. Well, exactly. So that's probably where all that come from. And then when I started getting into it, it was you could either listen to Mayhem or Bearsen. You couldn't listen to both right. because of the history between the two bands. Yeah. But it's one of them I enjoy listening to. Both now, bands. that's not a thing anymore. No, it's, like, it's yeah. not now. You speak to people now and they're like, I don't like Mayhem, but I like Bearsen. Oh, any reason? I just think the music's better, kind yeah. of. Where... Certainly, you you read in like interviews, like a whole record label called um, Anti Grishnak and stuff were created in retaliation to Varg and Bearsum and bands that opposed Bearsum signed to it, and if you signed to them, you couldn't like them. Yeah, it's it, it, it all got a bit daft. And I think we kind of, I think that scene, as much as I could speak for it, seems to have moved on now, and yeah. it seems to be a, a nice like okay, well we'll take the things that we liked from that. And that's cool, but we don't stand for that. Yeah, no, but even yeah. black metal in itself has moved on massively, massively now. Um, you know, it's to, to in a good position now, where I think it's kind of, it's now it's it's probably it's as open as accessible as it's maybe ever going to be now. I think I think you know, there's there's not going to be, it's one of those genres as well. Certainly, like I've said before, that just ain't going to cross over. No, it just it can't. It's it it the fundamentals of it don't allow no it, it, it to happen. Like you know. It's like on the cusp of still being slightly wrong. Yeah, taboo almost yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes the, the the some of the best stuff comes from that dangerous side of of, of music. Like some of the, the the very best stuff comes from there, where it's like we're pushing the envelope. The envelope should be pushed and it should be tackled and challenged. And it's sometimes where the most interesting stuff comes from. Wow. Yeah.
<laughs> and we just we sorted black metal lads. We just completely. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's definitely worth for the for the non listener out there, non listener, the person who doesn't listen to that. It's definitely worth a a a look and sort of you know a bit of an examiner that whole scene because there's so many aspects to it that are fascinating from the the look, the the branding, the music itself naturally, the whole history, the 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 the, the rivalries and stuff. I think it's 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 fascinating because now when I go to a gig. The, the uh, kind of camaraderie amongst bands now is fucking ridiculously good. Yeah. People carrying each other's gear in and out. With the death as well, it just seems to be the everybody's helping everybody else. You know, it seems to be one of probably the, the closest knit thing. I'm, I don't know. Am I wrong there? Is that no, something I mean, you experience as well? It's you're all doing something you enjoy. Right. So why be dicks? You know? <laughs> It's See, like I've, I've played gigs yeah. in places before and you've turned up and the band have been like, oh, I'm not helping you carry yeah. that. I just don't see the point in it. You're playing the same show. Yeah. Things get done quicker. You can get on with the show quicker. Just help each other out. There you go. And it's it, it's really... Who, who, who'd have thought that we... I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up now, but who'd have thought that we'd be sitting there going, talking about death metal and black metal and brutal metal and all the rest of it and the overriding message is just help everybody else yeah. <laughs> I do be a dickhead you know yeah. I think that's beautiful well um, it's true it's true yeah it's very true well, hey, well listen you know I'm, thanks for thanks for coming on the show I think we covered some good stuff there that it was nice um, everybody should check out uh, Exhumation and, and Maru's stuff naturally I'll post some links to, to, to that as well I really ask you to check it out and please you know if you're seeing some of these more extreme acts like go and Go and see some of these stuff. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised that some stuff is not what you'd expected at all to a really nice degree. And some stuff is going to be exactly what you'd expected. Again, it, there's a really good scene, certainly in the Northwest, I'm finding. Um, I know a lot of people, we have people listening in, in, in Scandinavia as well. Um, and there's some great, some fabulous stuff coming up now. It's really great stuff. And I urge you to check it out. And some of the bands that the the Chris was listing there, you know, I'll I'll probably put some tags in as well there, so you can go from here and kind of spiderweb out and check them out as well. But you know, thanks very much for 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 being on the show. I know we we finally got it together, finally organised it. Finally um, But yeah, it's it's nice that you're busy. That's the best way to be. So thanks very much, uh, Chris Fairland. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us on. Cool. Chris Fairlong there and I think it was, a, it was a really nice chat just one of those fortunately lives quite local to me so we could just sit in, in, in his in his house and, and have a chat just about kind of metal as a whole I think it was some interesting things we, we talked about there certainly about stuff that why certain genres may survive as, as opposed to others and certainly some I'll give you a bit of a listening list if you will of bands to check out and that leads me on to my next thing I'm going to try and do a, a death and a black metal and what have you playlist so if there are some unsigned or smaller bands out there that want to suggest themselves uh, and suggest tracks please suggest them and send them to the show and we can start kind of compiling sort of maybe 30 minutes maybe 45 maybe an hour of 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 sort of music out there so people can listen to I was recently listening to Henry Rollins radio show and his uh, sort of appetite for new music is absolutely voracious it's just it's ridiculous and I need to listen to more I think I listen to quite a lot but I need to listen to more so I'm going to create a little bit of a playlist so if any bands that want to send that over feel free to do so as always like share subscribe and you know suggest this this show to other people and that would be great it gets that word out there and it really kind of helps bring to, I've got a really nice sort of group of listeners now people that listen to the, to the show and kind of really involved and it's nice sort of messages that I'm getting through and encouraging words about what we're doing so we must be moving in the right direction so that's pretty cool uh, once again I'll see you all at the show